Hello, all you beautiful humans, beautiful souls. Beautiful souls. Gorgeous Tara Love Perry with me today. <laughs> it's getting a little bit like gospel. A little bit <laughs> evangelical. <laughs> we had every intention of catching up ahead of this live and just chatting a little bit about what we we're going to talk about. But the universe, our higher selves, conspired in completely different directions and we're just coming in raw, aren't we? So We like um, it spontaneous. It's just the way it's meant to go. Exactly. And this is this is real trust. All right. Is this is not about doing anything other than transmitting from our, our soul consciousness through our heart. So if you haven't come across the lovely Tara yet, wow, you're in for a beautiful treat. Um, Tara is a dear friend of mine, as well as a phenomenal inspiration. And it's so wonderful that we actually exist in the same town physically. Oh, my um, and we're doing, you know, similar work, but in different in different ways. And, you know, your story is so inspiring. So before we even hear from the beautiful Tara's voice herself, I'm just going to read out her lovely bio and we can go from there. So okay. um, Tara Love Perry is a master soul reader and natural intuitive with broad spectrum extrasensory abilities that equip her to interact and work with the multidimensional library of your energetic information. Mm -hmm. Tara's extraordinary story began when she officially died in the womb due to uh, due to a motor accident. She was suspended in absolute stillness for almost two months as dead and then reawakened, continued to grow normally and birthed in full health after an 11 month term. Like, just take that in for a minute, folks. Wow. Mm -hmm. She grew up in a spiritual community and was raised in an alternative healing environment. Today, she's well known as the UK's leading self-love expert due to her unique and pioneering techniques for personal transformation and evolution from the human condition. I love that you've said that, Tara. <laughs> her seven-step method, I love you, me, has highly, has highly practical and wide-ranging applications, which are fast, deep, gentle, empowering, and altogether enlightening. In case you don't know it, there is a wonderful book that you can purchase called I Love You, Me by Tara Love Perry, and it takes you through these seven steps. Mm -hmm. Now, Tara's work has taken her all over the world with tens of thousands of people also benefiting from her book, I Love You, Me, online self-help courses and meditations. Tara's professional training has been a game changer for therapists and healers globally, and she also loves to teach soul reading and intuitive development. Tara's single motivation for all her work is to help establish more love on our planet from the, for the children and future generations by reintegration and healing of our little me's. Her mission is to empower people to come to home to their true selves. And she believes that I love you me is the master key. We're going to be talking about the new inner earth today, which is a, a multidimensional subject in itself. So um, Tara, over to you. That, by the way, that's <laughs> That was a long bio. I didn't know you were going to read the whole thing. Thank you so much for sharing that. You deserve, I think it's so important that people actually hear you, you know, the essence of you and actually what you have done so far, because, mm. you know, you are a phenomenal inspiration, Tara. You know, it, it is true, like on so many levels. And thank you. It's I very really humbling. It's very humbling, you know, because obviously these bios have to be written and you have to go, okay, who am I? This is me. And it's very interesting to kind of share I'll speak for myself like I don't know about other people but share who I am with authenticity that's not you know because my story is so kind of bonkers it's so not normal that it sounds too weird you know it's either too weird or too unbelievable or too fantastical 
And the thing is, there's lots of fantastic, there's lots of elements of life which are really beyond our own capacity to see it and to understand it. And yet to try and write about that without it sounding too weird or without it sounding like I'm making myself to be some super special thing, you know, it's just, it's a really interesting thing to, to try and do. Oh, I'm with you. I I find it's the most challenging thing is actually how we present ourselves in our authenticity. Mm. And it challenges every paradigm because our conditioning says, Oh, don't you, don't you, shine too brightly love because you know no one's gonna and like don't get in your ego because that's not spiritual yeah. and you know deny yourself there's a whole bunch of stuff don't get me started but yes yeah. <laughs> you need a healthy balance of all of that you gotta own you've got to own you and like yeah you know, the shadow of standing in your fullness is this I think this megalomania as you say it's that ego sense of like look at me I'm amazing I'm brilliant it's like what if we all owned our inner brilliance and actually just said yeah I'm really good at this this is what I can do standing on my head you know these are things I'm challenged by but here we are so and also what if everybody did exactly the same thing and went this is my shit like this is where I'm actually not very nice or I'm weak or I just haven't developed this part of me yet or I, you know, don't feel so good about like all of it is lovable. Yeah. And that's what I find so wholesome and so like, oh, thank God, is when I meet people such as yourself, Rosie Glow, who are doing both. who are going, yes, this is my brilliance. Yes, of course, I'm amazing. I'm, you know, I'm a human being and I'm divine and I'm this, you know, and doing all of the things that you do with all your skills and talents and still kind of owning up to our own shit and saying, yeah, I've got growth to do. You know, what? we've all got that growth to do. Mm-hmm. And to be able to just own both, because I was, I was pondering this for a long time, you know, is it that the greater the light, the greater the shadow? Well, makes sense, doesn't it? And if that's true, then it's only becomes toxic and narcissistic and just horrible and completely out of whack, which is a lot of the reason I would say um, our planet is so out of whack, is because that shadow aspect people just find so disturbing and uncomfortable to go into that they actually don't. And then everything's completely out of balance. The dark gets darker, the light gets grandiosed and then blown up out of proportion and idolized and worshipized. And, and the whole thing, the whole balance goes tits up, you know? So I feel like it's really important to do both. I just yeah. go, guys. So yeah, getting back to New Earth, that's kind of, <laughs> that's kind of where it's at for me. Oh, babe, I'm, I'm, look, big breath. Let's just take a minute between us because like, I feel like there's loads that wants to come through. And if there's one thing I think we both resonate with is exactly what you just said. It's like, it's not about shining the shit. It's about owning our brilliance and also owning what we're bringing light to in ourselves. And I love what you said in your bio about the human condition, because we have our soul energy. And then we have this human that is heavily influenced by our bloodline stories and all these sort of distortions that go on. And, you know, both you and I, very much I think the last three years going through it with very similar eyes you know and what we've been looking at in the world and how the world has been shifting and the 
the distortions coming to light, if you like, that have been really coming through. And it's exactly what you said. It's when we're willing to own what we normally project, then there isn't really an enemy anymore, right? The duality exactly just goes. Um, exactly. I can say I'm shit at marketing myself. I don't want to say that after the words I am, but it's like the things I can challenge by is putting messages across in a way that others can be really receptive to. That's a challenge for me. What's the challenge for you? Let's start there. I would say exactly the same thing, actually. I'm working with a marketing company at the moment because, um, like in the bio, it says, I run a practitioner training. I created the method, as you know. It's called I Love You Me, and it's a self-help method, and it's amazing. And it's it, it basically helps you love both all of the parts of yourself and integrate and get whole in that duality. So you're not ping-ponging between your light and your dark and your inferior and your superior and your no goodness and your super grandioseness. And you just like, I love you me, helps you unconditionally love everything. And I do a practitioner training for that so that therapists can learn it and do it with their clients, right? So I'm working with a marketing company at the moment and I'm almost like they're sending me the things that they're creating and I'm almost like, they can't get their head around it because it's not the norm. There's no template that they've already created because it's not the same as coaching and it's not the same as blah, blah. It's something completely different. Like different. It's it's new, let's call it new paradigm for want of a better way of saying it. And so it's actually really hard. So I find the marketing hard because like, how do you put something that talks about the human condition and slot it into some kind of neat little mainstream package where you use the same words that everybody else is using, but it's not that. Mm. It, and it's hard to communicate this without, I mean, I've been talking about this stuff for 20 years mm. um, and self-love and new earth and all of this kind of stuff. I've really been talking about it for a long time. And I think that's, you know, I kind of just surrender to the fact that if that just plants seeds, then that's great because we've come a long way in the last 20 years in our consciousness and, you know, in the mainstream consciousness, you can talk about angels now and people don't look at you funny, you know? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So it's yeah. like, actually, it's all, it's all paving the way. And I think Rosie, you know, your a lot of your work is about star seeds. And I think we're called star seeds for a reason because we're seeding and we might not see the full crop and the full harvest, not in, in this lifetime, and uh, I came, kind of came to terms with that a long time ago, that just planting seeds. And that's the job. That's how I feel for myself personally. I'm with you. And I, I think for anyone who's, when you feel really driven by a mission, like it's always very interesting where that drive is coming from. Are we driven by pain? Are we driven by passion? Like what's kind of going on? And mm. I feel like this, moving beyond duality and this is what we're talking about when we talk about the new earth, new inner earth is like bringing everything to the center right so can we hold a deep desire for something and at the same time surrender attachment to outcome this power this every paradox living a paradox yeah. it, life is a paradox yeah. yeah it is duality is about living the paradox and it's interesting because you talk about finding the center point or being in the center which I completely agree and I was thinking a lot about this over the last week actually Rosie where it's like a lot of people talk about finding the balance in the light and the dark and have you ever tried balancing 
on something like a real thin line, where's the line of balance? Where is that balance? It's like trying to fly your airplane directly due south and never veering off course, because finding a balance, you're going to wobble and you might fall off. And it's and then you're just constantly focusing on trying to get the balance, which is frustrating. Right. Mm-hmm. So um, from my perspective and, and how I've lived this is to kind of go, OK, forget about balance. What about just encompassing instead of trying to find the midpoint between the dark and the light, just go, I'm all of that, that whole string. You think about string theory and quantum physics, you think of my soul as a string or my my expression as a string in the universe. And it's like, I'm both spectrums, the deep, dark, bassy end and the high vibrational, like super fly, you know, light end. I'm all of that. And what if I can just move into that total beingness of both ends of the spectrum and just go I'm just I'm going to make peace with all of it I'm not going to fight with any of it I'm going to surrender to all of it and that passion can vibrate even stronger the more I surrender into all that I am because then I'm not pulling and pushing and manipulating and twisting and trying and you know which I've spent years doing by the way because it is, it's a process of kind of going, okay, go a bit deeper into the darkness of my mind, body, soul, my conditioning, and it's deep and it's dark and it goes back to like hundreds of generations and maybe thousands of years or whatever, right? It's dark. And then you kind of go into the light end and I'm multidimensional and I'm, you know, however many, whatever, I'm super light and it's all high vibrational. And so I find that the deeper I go, then the higher I go, or the higher I go, then the deeper I have to go on the other end, because the universe takes care of the balance, right? Creator takes care of the balance. I don't feel like that's something I need to try and worry about. That's too much perfection for me to cope with. (laughs) Yeah, The second person I've heard on this uh, show that actually has said that, and the last person was Melanie Gillespie. I don't know if you've come across her yet, but she's a really awesome 5790 teacher and really refreshing perspectives. She was talking about harmony over balance, you know, like the harmony. Exactly that. Of all that is. And one of the things I talk about when I'm doing my training is our Mahatma consciousness, which I don't know if you've come across that, but like the, the 352 layers of consciousness between source and the human that we are in this. Wow, who counted that? That's impressive. Well, it, it seems <laughs> that even Google knows about it. So it must be something. But um, I think yeah. I, that's what kind of the continuum you were talking about, this string, like to me, whether it's horizontal or it's vertical, it's a very... This is this thing about being multidimensional. And if, again, we bring it back to, I would love to to expand on the concept of inner earth before we go further. But basically, this idea of allowing everything to coexist. And you and I both know the value of forgiveness work. But we also know that many, many beings have come to this earth and endured some horrendous hardships. And it's very, very difficult to go, oh, I I just need to forgive and everything will be fine. There is a space in between, which is acceptance. There's a lot of a process, actually. I'm going to shut my door because somebody's drilling. Can you hear it? No. Okay, cool. I'll leave it. Yeah, no, we're fine. And I think this, this sense of accepting all that we are, Mm. whether it's a shitty situation we've been through, whether it's our shadow and our light, Certainly, I mean, this is one of the things I really learned in bringing Ian into my life and us being a vibrational match was for me to actually accept the love I wanted. 
I had to own more of my darkness, what I perceived as my darkness. Bits of me I'd put in a box and gone, you're not safe. If I let you out, you're dangerous to others and to yourself. And I actually had to open that box and go, come on, let's see where your edges are. Mm. I always say we we found love in a hopeless place because it was literally a dungeon. Like I'm not gonna lie, it was like it was like literally I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> it's a cool and story. It's that seeding the light in the dark, right? That's what you do. That's what I do. That's what star seeds do. Is we seed this light. And I'm really inspired by Bruce Lipton, having seen him in September and done this event, and just brilliant. just to hold us in the energy of here he is, 78 years old, on a stage finally being heard after probably 40 years right exactly right and what I love about Bruce Lipton and one of the things he's wonderful because he started I mean he's he's he was in the beginning known as a scientist he's a quantum physicist cellular biologist first cellular biologist that's right cellular biologist and now you listen to him and what does he talk about he's gone so deep into his subjects all he talks about is love it's just beautiful because that's That was what he was looking for in all of the science, in all of the why, trying to discover what makes everything work. What's the answer? What's the piece that we're missing in our consciousness that is not allowing us to have that harmony and have that wholesomeness that we're looking for, that that homeness? What are we missing? Mm -hmm. And a brilliant mind, and, and now look at him, he just like beams light and just talks about love all the time. And that's what he found was like the, the missing particle, if you like, that the, they've been looking for in the universe that answers the reason for everything, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's love. It's love. It's love. And the thing is, right, we know that we were born as unconditionally loving beings, tiny little unconditionally loving babies. We're amazing. So it's it's so strange that we kind of have to go to such great lengths to try and find that answer when it's right in front of our noses, literally in the very breath that we breathe, in the very cells of our body. But we're so lost from ourselves. We're so, it's like my teacher, I grew up with an enlightened master called Guru Maharaji. And he used to say, you're playing hide and seek with yourself, but you're not lost. Like, get your head around that one. It's like you're looking for yourself where you're not, and you're not lost. But it's this game that we're playing, and this is the game of the human condition. Mm. How far away from my source, from who I truly am and originally am, and that unconditional presence, how far from my source can I get? How far away, how detached, how lost? and entrenched in the pain and suffering of of apparent separation, because it's only apparent, you and I look like we are separate from one another and you're sitting over there in your house and I'm sitting over here and there's a big distance. But in actual reality, in quantum reality, or in that love reality, there is no separation. You and I are exactly the same and our energy bodies are touching and You know, we can communicate through that energy body and we're the same essence, we're the same source, we're the same being on a fundamental level. Mm -hmm. And of course, we express and you express as Rosie and I express as Tara. But actually, we're not separate. There is we're completely interconnected. Mm -hmm. 
right? But we perceive separation. And it's that perception of separation that causes us that human condition to have such pain and suffering and longing and aching and heartbreak and betrayal because we feel separated from our source creator, from our divine self or, you know, from mm. the from the guidance from, and people call that God. I, I use that term very loosely. It means lots of different things, but um, to be separated from ourselves essentially yes. is causing us enormous grief. And so how do we close the gap? How do we close the gap? And lots of people, everyone's trying to close the gap. Everyone's trying to find out who they are and why they're here. And they're going into the physics and they're going into the biology and they're going into the spiritual and they're going into the mental and the psychological and all that stuff. But it's so simple because what we're looking for is what we've always wanted. It's our base, base need which is to be loved. You know, people would, if I said to you, right, if you've got no, no house, you've got no shelter, but you could be loved unconditionally, or you could have a shelter, but not be loved unconditionally, which one would you choose? <laughs> I think I'd go for, I know I want love, but that, I think it's an interesting question because it's, we've been so conditioned, one, to feel separate and two, to value material security over this intangible thing that it's a bit like electricity everyone knows it exists love exists but what is it and so many people get in their heads trying to understand it and just hearing you speak now I was like yeah we're always looking outside that's the irony of what you were saying it's like we're looking outside for something we've already got yeah but when you hear and I I mean welcome to everybody who's joining us by the way welcome Alistair welcome Anne welcome anyone else who's coming in it's lovely to have you here I'm here with lovely Tara Love Perry and we're talking really about bringing this this synergy together of owning all aspects of our being but essentially when they say I mean I used to hear this a lot as a teenager and god did it piss me off the answers are all inside of you great how the fuck do I access those fucking answers (laughs) right so it's like okay everything does exist inside of me but there are things I know how to access and there are elements of vibration I don't know how to access I don't have a program for it I can't access it I haven't seen it in my environment I'm borrowing from movies borrowing from books borrowing from other people's experiences exactly exactly that trying to fill yourself up trying to fill your own gaps with other people's pieces essentially and not saying just you are that's what people do I've got a gap I've got an ache a longing something's missing something's fundamentally wrong about me I don't understand what's what is it that I need and I will go out there and go and find a piece and try and put it in and shove it in and make it fit and then wonder why everything's totally bonkers I mean the things that people get told in this world whether you're looking on media platforms, whether you're looking into the spiritual reality realms, there is so much stuff that is absolutely not true and totally misleading. And yet that's in the mainstream and people think that that's how it actually goes. And it's just like, I look at people because I can see into side people's bodies and their minds and their, I just see like inside out people. And I look at people and it's like looking at spaghetti junction, like a junction box with all the wires in the wrong place going, I no wonder you're not working okay. Like no wonder things aren't working because you've got 
all these other pieces of everything else shoved inside of you. Mm. And actually, you said an interesting thing, Rosie. You said we don't have the program for it. I want to suggest that, well, through my eyes, is that actually we have too many programs. If you take all the programs out, what you're left with, right, deprogramming, deconditioning, you're actually left with the real being. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not in conflict. And I think that's what you actually meant, right? Yeah. What, what I mean by it is that when, when you, like, again, if we kind of look at this juxtaposition of soul perspective and, and human and like just interject if you need to, but it's like, we're talking about the oneness of source all that is that is love let's just call it an ocean of love and each of us are individual droplets that you know separate in order to reunite we get to we only really get to know our individual expression of the divine by separating from source and then seeking Mm -hmm. that reunification from my perspective starseed lens when we come in and we choose the bloodlines we incarnate into from a starseed perspective we're coming in to support on a volunteer basis the evolution of a bloodline of a, of a um absolutely beings of a whatever yeah. right yeah. so when i say we don't have the program what i mean is if you have been born into a dysfunctional family which most of us have right you know the the idea of love is very conditional you know there's a real sense of lack etc and what we're longing for is that reunification sensation when I say we don't have a program for it we've not had it um modeled to us in this life right and yeah you'd strip it away you decondition and you can recondition and and get connected because it is inside it is there it's just it's latent I think is the way I would describe it it's not been activated yes absolutely um interesting though as well though that lots of people that are starseeds are equally as lost more don't get me started on it because (laughs) what because of the programming around have you come across that before no it's a really, really good little book, which I've read twice at, at 24 and then at 34, I think it was. And it's to me like a real little awakener for those who know that this sense of being on this planet isn't home. And there's that sense of I'm on a mission, but I can't quite remember mm-hmm. what it is. I think what you're speaking to is the fact that many of us have got more damage than was expected as we incarnated. We took on a lot of damage. Yeah. And then it's like, how do you deal with that damage? Because you know who you are, essentially, like, you know, I'm not from here, or this isn't home. Although, that's the paradox, because actually, because I felt like this as a child, I was like, get me out of here from a very early age, like standing on high things, like anything high, rooftops, ladders, mountains, anything. Like, (laughs) I was literally yelling at the sky, you put me on the wrong planet. (laughs) I identify with that a lot. (laughs) Thank you. How many people identify with that? I'm like, I knew I was like, I'm on, I'm in the wrong place. And I I was just suicidal as a teenager. I wanted out. And I grew up in the most spiritual environment you can imagine, with the most love and you know, all of these things, except it was highly, highly damaged, highly damaged. Lots of grounded things just missing. It was all up up here. And so there was a lot of damage. And of course, I I chose to incarnate into that. And as we have done, right, we incarnate into the damaged stuff. But on our way in, it's like, oh, my goodness, there's a lot. How do we navigate this? And how do we 
how do we even bridge our own kind of remembrance or psychic transmissions or downloads or whatever it is that signal and keep the signal clear which is really important because that gets all kind of interference with all the information that we're told that interferes with our signal and distorts it mm-hmm. not not good i see a oh, lot i see a lot of that like seriously and then some of these people have like hundreds of thousands of followers and i'm like their signal is so off and i'm just anyway yes i know what you mean right? not that they're bad people right they're good people but their signal is just they're tuned into something else anyway and what so this, they're coming they're trying to bring their signal through they're trying to work with their conditioning or avoid it or make stories about it or whatever it is and it's like we we have to bridge that gap all of us and it's and from my understanding my practice it is actually so simple and i think the reason why we haven't been able to do it this far is you know as a species as a collective one because we weren't supposed to because everything has a divine timing there's a journey there's an evolutionary rate and we're part of that whether we like it or not you can't speed it up or whatever we're part of a bigger picture and two because it's actually so simple and we've made things really complicated it's got so full of all these programs and conditionings and it's just like ah, where's the truth in all of that so this thing that I work with is just being able to, and it's so simple and it's so obvious and it's not new information. And that's what's so good about it. Because when you do this method, you just feel like, oh my God, I always knew that. Yes, you did. It's just, this is the recipe and you just do it. And it's so simple. And you just, it's like taking the end of one of those, those knots and pulling, pulling it out and it all unravels and you go, ah, okay, let's do another one. Ah, and it's like debugging yourself. Mm-hmm. of all this programming and all that conditioning you're just going ah oh. mm-hmm. so that that whole separation paradigm lack paradigm all that stuff can just unravel and mm-hmm. release and then we meet ourselves with our spiritual higher selves as as spirit selves as soul selves with our human been through loads of lifetimes and dealing with loads of ancestral conditioning human cells and emotional and mental cells and it kind of just puts us all back together mm. and it's like ah, oh, thank goodness for that mm. and what whatever we're doing I think you can have something even when it's that simple and we come back to okay I am the droplet in the ocean of love now how do I recognize that how do I get there? I know that now. How do I get there? And how do I allow that water of unconditional love to water all parts of me where I've built up walls, where I've hidden, where I've gone unconscious, where I can't even remember, you know, mm-hmm. or, or tricking myself into like ignoring certain things? How do I allow that water of love to permeate all parts of me so that I'm cleansed? so that I come back to who I truly am and so that I shine my my authentic light which is I'm all of it but I'm in harmony mm-hmm. I'm and all it, of it in harmony and the, in owning all of me yeah this is where I enjoy shining this is where my shine comes from in that owning it all and yeah I, think, I love I mean I've got your book here it is here somewhere I have to find it <laughs> Is it yes, right on there, right? I don't want to make every time I get a copy in my house, somebody takes it and then I'm <laughs> <laughs> it's 
is there a relationship with the Ho'oponopono in it? Like, it, to, to me, I recognise some of it in terms of the Ho'oponopono. See, this is the brilliant thing, right? I came across Ho'oponopono and it validated what I was working with. Because I was like, I was psychic as a kid and I people just looked at me like I was the weirdest thing and there was something seriously wrong with me. Like, I just, it was difficult. And so when I was like creating this method, I didn't have an intention to create a method. I was just reading people's souls, like seeing all of the lifetimes that they'd repeated the same patterns and seeing why they'd chosen to their parents and why they'd chosen to come into this life and what their potential was that was waiting to come through. But I could see where all the blocks were. And I just wanted a way to help them because I felt bad. I didn't really want to be a healer. I just, or a teacher, I just, wanted I felt bad because I couldn't give them an answer like oh I could tell you what's wrong with you but I can't tell you how to fix it sorry <laughs> yeah it's a fucker in it <laughs> so, I was, right? so I'd always had this strong connection to spirit and not really spirit um I don't want to say it that way but anyway to, to to my heart and to source so I was asking for for some assistance like what shall I do and I just started getting taught so I just like I'm a good girl in school. I like learning. So I just did what I was told the best I could. And this method started to develop. And I can't even remember the question you asked me. <laughs> what was it about the, I mean, the, I think. Oh, no, no, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. Thank you so much. So like I'm putting it together and I'm learning about words. I'm learning about words as keys, as vibrational keys, because lots of us know about sound healing and how sound you get a vibrational match and you can do things with sound, like build Stonehenge with sound and all kinds of, you know, move mountains with sound and incredible things like that and manifest with sound. But it was like words are very particular keys, sound keys, mm -hmm. and what they mean. And I was seeing the sacred geometry of things and I was, you know, understanding how much has been hidden with certain words, which are like magic words in a sense, because they have such a phenomenal impact. But how that's been kind of um, kind of chopped up and hidden and, you know, morphed and changed to, to kind of lessen the impact or to even invert the impact. So whereas a word like sorry, for example, is an incredibly powerful word for recognizing something and validating something that's really dissonant and out of harmony. Sorry is like the perfect key that gets in there to say, I feel you, I see you, I hear you, I get you, I'm with you, I'm empathizing. But sorry has been taught to us as you've been bad, it's your fault, you did it, you should feel shame. So it actually is the complete inversion of what it originally meant in its fullness. Mm -hmm. Right? It's like if you take a sacred geometric solid and then flatten it into 2D and draw it on a piece of paper with a pen, it's a completely different beast, right? It's, it's different. Mm -hmm. um, so sorry is one of the words, of course, of Ho'oponopono, I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, a lot of people feel so much guilt when they say that, you can say the word, but part of the communication isn't just the word, it's the energy with which you say it, whether it's conscious energy or subconscious energy. Mm -hmm. So if you're saying the word, sorry, because I believe I'm going to say something nice, but actually I'm feeling super guilty and a little ashamed and the words are getting stuck in my throat because I feel like I'm, you know, blaming. I'm bad, I'm bad by saying I'm sorry, I'm bad. Yeah, or but... I'm admitting my failure or I'm, I'm admitting it's my fault when it actually really isn't. 
it's all been twisted, you see. So mm. I was learning about all of this and, and the impact and a whole bunch of other things that was going on, right, with breathing and how people breathe and how they recycle their negativity back into their own bodies by the way that they breathe. I'm literally watching it happen with my eyes. So I'm learning all this stuff. And then I pick up, like I knew about it. I, I Before it was even launched, I was watching The Secret. I followed Joe Vitale. I knew it was coming and this thing that he was going to launch. And I loved his work. And I got the book. I pre-ordered the book and I read it. And it was like, oh, my goodness, I'm already done. And I got so excited. It validated. And I needed that validation because I kind of, you know, like you need someone to say, hey, you're on the right track. You're not totally bonkers and barking up the wrong tree. But of course, it's not the same as a Ponopono. And I've had people come who've like even uh, met Hugh Len, the guy who invented or brought, he didn't invent it. It's thousands and thousands of years old, but he brought it to to the West. He made it known. And I know people that have like actually been and and sat with Hugh Len and then they've done the I love you me. And they're like, both are really powerful, right? Because this is ancient keys, it's ancient knowledge. But the thing is about I love you me, it's super usable and everybody can do it. Because Ho'oponopono, when you actually learn the fullness, it's a big long prayer, it's a ritual, it's not just those four statements. There's actually way more to it and there's breathing involved and you know, there's way more to it. But with the I love you me, it's like, it's actually, it is similar, but there's more to it so that you can actually kind of turn those keys inside of yourself. Mm. So you're not actually trying to impact other people. You're just taking care of you, Mm. which is the place where everybody needs to start taking care of. It's like, take responsibility for this Mm. and you're doing the best thing you can for the entire world and the entire universe. Just like, if you look after you, that's one less person that's not taking responsibility and tr- running around trying to fix everybody else without taking care of their own kind of backyard. <laughs> that, that, but this is exact. This is the inner earth thing. This is, I think, a very <laughs> congruent element of our messaging. Is many of our clients, the people that are kind of drawn to our work, are very busy one, with with social justice, wanting to make the world a better place. Save you know, there's that savior complex yeah. shadow thing, right? It's yeah. like don't even look out there. If you haven't looked in your own house, your own backyard, actually started to do this because it's it's a distraction otherwise, right? And everything, you know, when you were speaking, I was just thinking, wow, she's actually tapped into the field. This has been part of her soul energy that has brought through this method that has allowed her to create a structure. And we know like structures are fallible just by virtue of having a structure. You're trying to simplify something that is huge, right? Way bigger than our brains. (laughs) But we do that on this earth plane so that we actually can work with something tangible, right? And, and it we, has to be communicatable as well, yeah. like you said, because we've got to market this thing. We've got to market it. And it's, again, the thing you said about words and the power of words, words are spells. And a lot of the most powerful words that have this potential to shift change have been used, as you say, as their antithesis rather than um, exactly that. as their they do the opposite. Yeah, I just think of the number 666 because one of the things that has really yeah. shown up for me is that the number six has shown up in all of my methodology, all the stuff that's come through, the way I've been able to kind of take my own <laughs> journey and go, all right, well, actually, if I break it down to steps, here it is. And there's like six pillars, six co-creation steps, six liberation steps, six C's of the new earth. Like it's all about the 666. Mm-hmm. And yet 
if you Google it, it's like the devil's number, right? It's and like, you can't even say, you can do all the other angel numbers, but if you price something or put something as 666, it's like, ugh. <gasps> why? Because it's so resonant. It's the most, because six is the frequency of unconditional love. It's the heart center, mm. right? So as soon as you say the six is, even the, the spiritual people that look at angel numbers are going to be freaked out because it's so conditioned. Yeah. So how are you going to be a mainstream? How are you going to sell your programs if you start talking about 666? Like people are going to be deaf to it, Rosie. They're not going to hear it yet. I mean, I don't want to spell that into your work, but I, I'm empathizing because that's the level that people are at at the moment. Most people, they just don't get it. And that's okay. It's not like, you know, we're superior because we don't think that way or we're, you know, or you're superior. It's like, actually, there's just a lot of programming. There's a lot of ignorance and we're all undoing ourselves from that spell. Mm -hmm. And it has to be about us doing that work. But of course, how do you know how to do it? And you have to go and, you know, find people like yourselves, Rosie, to, to be helped out of this stuff. And how do you know who's the right person to work with? How do you know who you're going to listen to somebody or learn something from somebody? And then actually it's not going to work for you. I think there's two things. One thing, look at actually how their lives are. How healthy are they? How intact in their mind are they? How emotionally healthy are they? How their stability are they? But also... It is about retuning our own compasses to go, this is actually true and this isn't true. And that's hard. It really is hard. Like, I get it. It's like, I've got these amazing tools and I still sometimes find it really hard because things are so conditioned. Our compasses are so messed up. It has been so distorted. But I think all of us know, like, we were born, like I said, as unconditionally loving. We were born with an inherent knowing and let that be the homing beacon to come back to mm. inside. Mm. Mm. Just come back inside. And yeah, that's, that's very easy to do. It's very, very easy to do. If anybody tries to make it difficult, like maybe scratch your head and wonder about that. It's not difficult. It's really easy. Well, you're reminding me of when I talk to my guides or I talk, I come out, I love to look at the stars. It's like, right, I know I'm a star being, I know. Okay. Mm. And I'm beating on, beating up on myself for something I'm doing that my human self thinks I shouldn't be doing. And I communicate with them. They're like, we're just sending you love. We're just sending you love. Just open to yeah. love. It's like the answer to everything. No one is pointing the finger. We've been conditioned to believe that some entity is pointing the finger. And actually, when you look at the history and the distortion, what's happened, mm. like there's lots of different theories around it. But mm. I was looking particularly at Orion, for example, as a constellation, and all this, the weird duality stuff that went on there to mm. the point that they had even mastered how to um, interfere with your afterlife, like sending you somewhere that, you expect to go which kind of explains a lot about us going to where we feel we should go depending on how virtuous we've been and our conditioning right and you know that's a whole other story but when you actually go my god what is real and what isn't it's it's a very big sort of subject because mm -hmm. how subjective our I hear experiences you. is it's huge right and 
most of us are not having things in our lives that we want because we're the ones judging ourselves as unworthy of having them and you know feeling like for some reason we need to be excluded and it's all about more of that divide which we know what the problem is we're here to talk about the solution right we're talking about how we can integrate knowing all of this knowing that it's almost like the odds are stacked against you when I was hearing you talk (laughs) like you the simplicity that love always wins if we just took that and said okay I might not know what that means in this situation, but I want that to be true. So show me what love winning in this situation really is. And whatever that is, conflict, let's say. Mm. When you bring it back to I love you, me, and mm. the the simplicity of a process that actually stops making it about anything outside of you and just brings it back to where am I not mm. loving and accepting myself in this moment? Where am exactly I creating a tradition, right? I absolutely, that's it, Rosie. Yeah. yeah. How can I love myself more right now? Yeah. And not not buy into the external measures of whether I'm good, successful, worthy, deserving, whatever, mm. because maybe, you know, I, I talk about the people I work with as ascended masters in training. Right. And I consider myself one. I consider you one. I consider most of us here in this work on this earth that feel we're here to support ascension as ascended masters in training. And I say that because it is the more compassion you have that ultimately is is saying how much more you have grown into that integration that harmony that we're talking about um Mm. I want to let's just do a little snapshot here of for you right now what inner earth really means like I want to come back to the question that we were gonna love that so We're looking for external change with more peace, love and harmony. But here's how the paradigm shift happens within your own soil. So over to you, new inner earth. In your own soil, exactly that. So, and by soil, I mean your matter, your material matter of your body. With your water, your emotions. And because if I can just real quick, just go back to when I was learning all of this method with the soul reading what I would see over and over and over and over again was a person's spirit and their body a lot like this glass of water actually imagine this is the body this is the earth the human the DNA the cells or the cellular memory the DNA memory that's been sculpted from your mum and dad's genes right and created you into being a solid material human being with your emotions And then the water, I don't have a bottle to pour, but the water is like the spirit, right? Your spirit gets poured into the vessel and the spirit doesn't fill up the top of the glass first. It goes straight to the bottom and the glass gets filled up from the bottom up, right? We know that. We see it all the time. But our spirit is exactly the same. Our spirit needs to fully inhabit this body from the bottom up Mm. or from the top down, whichever way, as long as it's full, as long as you are full of your own spirit, your own, like, like we talked about that ocean, right? That ocean of unconditional love, of absolute isness, of source, and then you are a drop. You are the ocean, you're everything, you're great spirit, but you're also the spirit of Rosie, a very specifically tailored match 
of your spirit, Rosie, or great spirit to come into Rosie body, Mm -hmm. right? That's divinely delivered just as your breath comes to you and doesn't go to somebody else. Mm -hmm. It's Mm -hmm. encoded, if you like, if we can say it like that, your spirit encoded to fit into your body. But I was seeing and still do everywhere, loads of spirits hanging around above their body, held on like a little string, most of them like a helium balloon. So only a little bit of their spirit is actually in the body. So they don't feel like themselves. They don't feel congruent. They don't feel like they're at home. They Everything stops working. Their immune systems like, like this is particularly if you have digestion issues or immune system issues, like people that have ME, that kind of thing, where they're just not in their body and the body starts breaking down. Mm-hmm. And yes, you get very psychic, but you're also susceptible to all kinds of crazy stuff in that fourth dimension, right? All the stuff that you were talking about earlier. And you can pick up just about any channel you want to, but whether it's a good one or not, and whether it's a real one and how much benefit is going to do you is another matter, right? So, right, you're susceptible. If you think about that, you're like floating out of your spaceship on a little tether, you're susceptible when you're out there in the great void of everything. Mm. So it's like, how do you get the spirit in the body? And what happens when you do? What happens when you unite your great divine spiritual source, your great spirit self, your immortal infinite beingness into the finite soil? It's a lot like putting air in the soil when you're doing uh, biodynamics or something like that, right? You put air and light into the soil. It makes it super conductive, makes it super rich, super fertile. You can grow enormous vegetables. Everything's incredible, right? (laughs) Look into Steiner's way of of farming. So it's a lot like that. Like you put the spirit in the body and to get the spirit in the body, you just clean. You need to clean out all the junk that's got into the mind, all of the conditioning, all of the transference, all the inherited beliefs. You just clean the mind. It's like cleaning the channel, like clean everything out, (laughs) release everything so that your spirit can actually come in and anchor into the body. Mm. And then what it's and what it does is you're basically being love. You're embodying your true self. You're embodying your divine self into the mortal, into this physical. Mm. And as you do so, you actually change the. Well, the vibration you could talk about it like that, but you actually change the, the particle matter. You change the, it's like a quantum shift in your particular matter. Yeah. You, you, you're bringing more of your soul yeah. light in. I mean, to me, this exactly is, that. it's from what you described about sort of spirits above bodies is like when we're in the mind and you come to planet earth and you're, it, the virtue is to think through everything. What do you think? What, you know, it's all about being in the mind, which I see very simply as 4D. But like so many yeah, of us want to connect to our hearts and our souls. If you actually don't come into your body first mm-hmm. and get create safety in here, you can't really open up here and bring more of it in, right? So it's a mm-hmm. necessary step. And that was something that I really, when you were talking before about Ho'oponopono and about, you know, the I love you me method, I remember thinking very similarly when I went to see Bruce, it was like, oh my goodness, here are his six steps. And here are my six steps. And the first one is put your soul in control. Last one is surrender control to your soul. They mean different things, right? Mm-hmm. But like, first of all, you're talking about let me allow the me that is eternal to come into this ancient 
storehouse if you like because it's all the dna codes of the bloodlines etc and then let that eternal element lead the way exactly that that's what you're doing with love and and it's a bit of both because it's like we we think of the soil or the earth or many people do it's it's just mud it's just matter it's just temporary but actually how temporary is the earth? How long has the earth been around? And how long, and where did the earth come from? And where did matter come from? And maybe matter, even though we're only temporarily in our little bodies with our soil as this shape anyway, because we're going to go with a drop in the ocean of the matter, we're going to go back into the earth, we're going to merge with the wholeness of matter again, just as our spirit merges with the wholeness of spirit again, right? The masculine and feminine, the spirit and the earth. And then they all go back anyway. It's, that's <laughs> but essentially the of the universe. like the spirit, spirit, matter to matter. So we come back into our bodies. But essentially, that information that's written in the soil, that information that is of our mother earth is also supremely ancient, if not totally timeless. And has the memory, if you think about all the human beings that have died and lived and been buried again on this earth, because they can't be buried anywhere else. Mm. And all of that information, all of those life experiences that have been buried and all the animals and the plants and everything else that's gone into mulch and composted. And every single bit of information of life that's ever happened ever on this planet is in the earth, which we then are in our bodies so you are a walking library whether you look at it through the eyes of spirit into the akashic records or your soul library which is what i do but you can also and i do this too and everybody can do this if they want to is go into their cellular library and start looking inside and seeing that incredible ancient forever wisdom that's encoded and written in every single cell of your body. Every single particle of matter Mm. is infinite knowledge. Mm. And how do you do that? You you plug in (laughs) and you open your eyes and you get out of this and you start listening and surrendering, like you said, surrendering to the physical, surrendering to being a human, surrendering that earth is home Mm. right now, whether you like it or not. Like, no, the aliens aren't going to come and take you away because you're supposed to be here. Having this experience right now. (laughs) If you're avoiding the whole point, then don't think you're going to ascend because you're missing the whole point, which is being human, which is discovering the incredible magic, the incredible divinity, if you like, the perfection of the earth, the soil, the shit, the dirty stuff, the shadowy stuff, the feminine, whatever you whatever you want to call it. And you can actually look into the cells. And this is, you know, where, where I think the, the parallel between the, the inner earth and the stories that we hear or that we've read about inner earth and the, the life that is actually in the center of our earth, whether we are a, a, an orb or not, I, I really don't know, but whatever. But actually, there is magical life in ourselves, within us, in the center of all of ourselves, in the center of who we are. Mm-hmm. And that's very accessible. You don't have to believe a story. You don't have to believe anything outside of yourself. You can just experience that incredible, there's colors like you never, you don't see out there. There's 
there's it's like a whole nother level of reality and I'm, I'm seeing it as you speak and it's like it's right? like you can the feel it. treasure that everything is there you and all, feel it the cellular when i think about we we're quite transfixed because this is just where we are at the moment in our stage of evolution and it's a good thing we need to know this before we can move on but you know i talk about intergenerational trauma transgenerational trauma what gets passed through the bloodline memories which is separate but there's resonance with soul memories however just as there's trauma resonance, there's also somewhere underneath all of that is the peace resonance, is the time that we lived in harmony, that we felt that we were um, one with all that is and also owning that individual and that separate element of this is Absolutely. my defining being, right? Um, or we fell into ignorance. Yeah. And it's it's part, it is all part of the journey of remembering. And I'm just aware of time, darling. I want to bring us into very well, I say very quickly, it's probably just wetting the appetite for another conversation. <laughs> and we were like, what are we going to talk about today? Um, so. You talked about wanting to talk about the angel body. And it's all related. No, it's all relevant because what I'm saying here is as you embody your spirit, like because it's not like, oh, get out of your mind. It's like you are more than your mind, but you have to be open your inner senses engage all your compasses engage all your inner that means embodying your full self mm -hmm. and this is what I used to see as well doing the soul readings that as I could as I help people clean out all of that conditioning and the transgenerational and all that stuff and clean that out of the system and you can't get rid of that by the way it's like you can't get rid of anything on this planet it will just circle back around and come back to you but you can clean you can transform that energy by being conscious of it that's how you transform is become conscious of something and then yeah it changes by that's quantum physics right by very nature physics but, but you can like quantum physics is actually it's really really practical and really really simple so you can actually go meet these parts of yourself transform them with unconditional love and do, do the process or do your rosie's process or whatever but then as you do that allows more of your spirit in and as you do that i used to see people's like we call it fifth dimensional self or angelic self as a layer beyond that fourth dimensional mind that you talked about the thinking belief system mind which is i mean that's an that's an infinite hell realm <laughs> or creative paradise, depending on which, which one you're experiencing. Yeah. But beyond that layer, there's this angelic body, the angelic realm, because we are that en energy too. We're energy, it just keeps going out and out, right? So this is our, what I've understood, could be wrong. What I've understood is our next level up is to go, okay, that angelic realm or fifth dimension, whichever way you want to think about it, it's actually just the innocence, the unconditional love that I am already. And I was born as, as a baby. That's who I am. That's a layer of me. That's an aspect of me. And that wants to be embodied so that we become conscious of it, surrender to it, humble to it, because you have to be humble to receive this stuff. You can't like, I'm an angel. You like, I'm an angel. And yeah, I am an angel. <laughs> And, <laughs> no, it's I still fart and stuff. It's heady stuff. It's very heart stuff. You have to have the heart of a child. You have to be able to come into your innocence. You have to be able to surrender and go, you know what? And at the same time, 
have that self-responsibility that is needed for you to embody your angelic self because with great power comes great responsibility and a great deal of humility is needed to carry that kind of power but and this is uh, for my through my eyes this is our next like this is our edge of evolution right here is to embody that angelic because there's less separation in the angelic field you can still see bodies but it's all light they're like little blobs of light in a bigger field of light. And we are that blob of light and we are the field of light. So the angels are us really, because there's no separation in the angelic realm, but there's enough separation. So you get a distinction and expression, but we're not separate and we know it. (laughs) I, (laughs) I, I love that analogy because I think this is, when I think again about what you're saying and how I relate it, it's like, I'm so with you, like with great power comes responsibility. And I think this is why so many of us are here on this earth, actually testing ourselves again and again Mm -hmm. through challenges as we grow into the next level of our own evolution. Can we handle this? Can we handle this power, this responsibility? Do we end up um, abusing it? Right. And that's why I'm like, my bottom line is hold the desires, the longings you have, own them and also surrender to the attachment to outcome because we've got a lot of religious conditioning that says thy will be done i'll hand it over to you the universe the universe is you sweetheart right that's handing over responsibility what is that all about if it's meant to happen it's not gonna happen if you don't line up with it sweetheart right exactly and get responsible for yourself that's all you need to be responsible for responsible for your own thoughts for your own feelings for your own embodiment for your own power for your own light for your own shit for your own darkness for your own need to be something other than just more than what you actually are Mm -hmm. you know and actually having responsibility for yourself is the most incredible amazing thing that's enough all by itself yeah and take responsibility for the way that you're our my energy thoughts words will impact other people as as far as I can, I I can't prevent you from getting upset if I'd said the wrong thing. Mm. It's not my deal. And it's not my it's not your responsibility either. It, it's a very this is a, another paradox because it's that when we seek to come through authentically, right? Authentically. So we're not saying something to be validated, we're not saying something so we're pr- approved of, we're popular, the, the external need, but we're actually bringing through. And I've li- written this down because I had a galactic astrology reading yesterday, which was amazing. And I'm going to get that lovely lady to come and guest on us sometime. She said, When you are bringing something from an authentic space, when you are birthing something from an authentic space, it feels scary. It's a different type of fear, right, to the world conditioning fear. But when you are showing up as you and going, hey, this this is what my life has brought me to. This is what I have created as a gift to those who are ready to take the journey that I've already been through. Here you go. Here's it simplified. This will save you a lot of time. And we're also talking about the paradox of one being Mm. autonomous and at the same time needing some guidance from those who have already taken the journey it's not one or the other right no we need both you need both you're going to come to a point where you can do it yourself and in one of the steps in my program it's blind spot discovery fine tuning and it's how you relate to the outer world and see where there Mm. is an alignment and there isn't an alignment with what you're intending right yeah and it's how do you Mm. do what 
do everything that is in your power to do. I think this is what we're coming to. You are talking about a method that brings the, brings it back to you and everything you can actually do for yourself. And then knowing when there is a need to reach out and get the support to be able to then do something that is seems out of your remit at this point, right? Yeah. Well, we're not separate. It comes back to that. And would I be willing to love myself enough to take care of me and love me first because I need to take responsibility for the fact that I'm loved and what does that look like it looks like when I'm loved then I'm fed then I'm watered then I'm held then I'm safe then I'm validated if I'm not loved I'm just in survival mode trying to get a bunch of stuff that actually doesn't fulfill me because what I actually need is love because love provides all of those things and love is source Right, it's it's so rocket science. It's, it's there for you to open up to. So it's not something it's anyone free. is taking from you, right? It's, it's free air. You can breathe it in. Yeah. What I'm hearing, and I'm just simplifying, is give yourself what you want to be given. Right? It's that. It's this sense of exactly. It's that, it's, and it. Yeah, it, it is like whatever you're longing for, you be the one to give it to you in every single way that you could possibly desire it and need it. Like have fun with it, play with your inner child, go and explore, go and feed yourself something that actually feels amazing, whether that's knowledge food or, you know, joyful play food or whether that's actually nutritious food, food food, you know, feed yourself what you've always wanted that makes you happy. It's so easy. If it feels good, it is good. I, I don't mean toxic behavior. I mean, actual healthy good, like where you go, oh, that meets my need, that meets my longing. And as you do that, then go and share with other people that are doing something similar and go and find, you go hang out with people that can give you a bit of guidance because you can see that they're doing a really good job of it. Because loving yourself doesn't mean being an island and living everything on your own and having to do it all by yourself. That sucks. That's not love. That's horrible. Um, and trust me, I did that for a long time. It sucks. Um, no, it's like love isn't separate. I keep saying the same thing. Love yourself. And when you do, everything else just feels way easier. And you just connect with people with more love than you ever did before, ever. And it's great. <laughs> but, that, but that comes back to, I think, the word, the humility word is an interesting one. Because on the one hand, there's an over there's a lack of ownership in our brilliance, which is what we talked about at the start. And then on the other hand, there's this capacity to go oh, ace at that, no problem. And then actually I can see you are really masterful at this and I would love to become masterful at that. And that's the humility of reaching out and going, I don't know how to do that. <laughs> you know, can you show me? It's a hard pill to swallow for lots of people. It yeah. really is. Yeah. It is. And it is the... It's the independence myth, right? It's the kind of, I can do it all myself. I'll just find, I'll watch a YouTube video. And it is actually, I'm not going to trust another person because I'm scared of being disappointed and being wounded again and blah, 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 blah. Or looking like I don't know the answer because I think I should know all of the answers because I've told everybody that I know all the answers and actually I'm really stuck. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, we know that you're a queen of getting people unstuck. This is our, you know, our sort of, remit if you like and being in the only if, only if they want to do it for themselves honestly you can lead a horse to water and actually let's I don't like the, the turn horse but all of us 
can be activated, right? We can all choose the path of moving beyond what I would call the victim, all right? Mm -hmm. Uh, It's a bitter swallow. The bitter pill to swallow there is, oh, my goodness, as much as I don't want to see this or admit this, Mm. I am contributing to the lack in my life, to the separation, to the whatever it is that I claim I really want above everything else, but I can't seem to have. And Mm. I need to know how I'm contributing to it, held Mm. lovingly, so that I can be- Look at what's in the shadows. Yeah, knowing there's no judgment. And this is something that you are wonderful at doing. So if people would like to contact you and actually- Mm. I know at the moment you're doing a, a special, a special something with your soul readings, aren't you? So do you want to let people know? I'm I'm put so your link. Thanks, Rosie. I'm so excited. I've been building an app, actually, and the tech's been delaying it. So it's not out yet. So but soon there's an app. I love you me app. So you can literally get all of this stuff on your phone at a touch of a button and get all the guidance and help. But that's not ready yet. But I am, um, it's been a while since I've done soul readings. I mean, I do them. I still, I have a few clients but it's, I used to do them a lot. And recently I've been like, I want to get back into that again because I love it. And it's where I get to really be me. Mm. And like, rather than just, you know, creating all the content that I create, I just get to be Tara. And so I, I've done a special, I'm offering 50% off between now and Christmas um, for people who want to have a one-to-one with me. And it's pretty far out and it it's really cool. So if anybody feels like they've got a particular thing where they're going, I'm repeating the same pattern, I'm stuck in the same cycle, or I know that I'm brilliant, but I just can't quite manifest it, or I can't get unstuck from this, that, and the other, or whatever it is, I'm really good. I'm a fantastic mirror. I know that much. I'm so good at seeing people and mirror that so that you get to see you, which is way more important than me seeing you you seeing you is where that shift and where that transformation happens and then you have choices because you can see more of what's going on it's like you hold up a mirror and you can see what's going on in the back Mm. then you've got choices around what you do about that and then I can help you untangle all of the things that are you know really preventing you or limiting you from being fully you and glorious and so when you were talking, I was getting this coming through here on my left side. It was like, and I've, I think I've, I've had one of your soul readings years and years ago. You don't remember this. Long but, time ago. Um, it was when I still lived in Croydon and I must have been, it was probably about 10 years ago. It was before we properly connected ever because we've, we've met in lots of different dimensions as well. And it, it's witnessing your journey and seeing the parallels in my journey and just feel like for me I've always felt like you're a big sister when I say big sister you were always somewhere in the light guiding me right to to kind of move forward so owning that you were a, a light you know like a lantern going this way this way and seeing how you've unplugged over the years from what I would call the 4D frequency where there's a lot of um potentially community but the community energy is we all stay in lack if you don't stay in lack you're not welcome in this club and it's creative and it's this and it's that but it's actually just that I saw you came out of it and I came out of it as well and I was like I'm not playing that game anymore but part of our journey was to take ourselves into fully owning our magic our special source which for many is like oh look at you we've with all of this it's like I know I'm a very powerful effector of change. I know if you want 
to really shift something and you come to me, you will shift it. I will let you know exactly what is required in my way, just as you do in your way for that to actually happen. I can't do it for you. And no, just you paying the money is not going to do it. The money is a commitment that you're going to show up and you're invested enough to do the work. I will then reflect to you what is there that needs to be seen that isn't currently being owned and seen. And I will give you the steps you need to take but you then need to take those steps I can't be responsible for it any more than I can be responsible for triggering you with something I said that made you feel ooh, because I'm not letting you stay in your comfort zone around me because that place isn't where you're going to grow right you can't have what you want there I can't bring it into that low low density place to meet you where you're comfortable you're gonna have to bring more of your soul light in as you've been talking about to have that experience because it's not on this vibrational level it's on another vibrational level and that's what you do so beautifully tara is the connecting up to bring this in just it's just connecting it up it's just connecting people to what they need to be connected to because like i said we're like spaghetti junction it's like everything's disconnected and all over the show and on us honestly and it is really simple and people just they need to be seen they need to be heard they need to be held. They need to be felt like somebody actually really gets them the way that it's like, and you need to have someone that sees inside of you for that because who sees your pain and your journey the way that you see it? Nobody. But when you have somebody that can actually see that with you and hold your hand and be like, I get it, something else amazing is possible. And that integration on a very cellular, very DNA level where all kinds of stuff can be shifted that does not, that you don't need anymore, can just, can just clear. And then you can actually land your spirit. And I literally see this with my eyes. That's why I'm able to kind of guide people like left a bit, right a bit, you know, like that, because I literally see when it hits and how to get there. It's like, let's put your spirit in your body And that's going to solve everything, I promise you. And then you get that new earth paradigm because you are being love. You are embodying love. You are embodying your personal, beautiful signature of unconditional, innocent love. And all of your senses make sense. Everything starts to make sense. Your whole toroidal energy flow starts making sense. You can receive, you can manifest, you can, you can all kinds of things. And it is just getting the spirit in the body and like literally your, your little wings will be ping and you're like, <laughs> your angelic energy will come online. And it's like, yay! I just, I love, you've got your wings behind you and I've got my wings on my finger and it is just like, oh, I like that. it is, oh, sweetheart. I know, I know everyone who will listen to this, who's already heard it. Like the beautiful thing is how we resonate like when you hear someone speak and you resonate with them, magic really happens, right? And the, this is the beauty of you showing up in your authenticity and us having this conversation is that you are a beautiful vibrational frequency for those who are ready to integrate this this love, this self-love as part of their journey. So if mm. this is not something you've done yet, my dears, remember, check Tara out. And um, No one's done it yet, Rosie. It's like we're all... <laughs> Well, what, what I mean is if they haven't yet worked with you, if they haven't yet got your book, if they haven't yet encountered this beautiful yeah, yeah, way yeah. Of, of just saying it as it is and 
getting beyond the bullshit because there is a lot of spiritual bullshit out there there's so much bullshit everywhere bullshit but yeah it's really simple and um and we're this is the thing right we're love is such an infinite experience like it doesn't stop you don't get to the place where you go that's it i've done everything i've done love like I said, the higher you go or the deeper you go, the, you get the other end of the scale. So the more that I do this embodiment and love myself, I just go and find another area that hasn't had it yet, you know? So I'm constantly on the journey. I'm constantly walking it. It's incredibly constantly humbling. And yes, I'm brilliant at it because I got taught it so that I believe I could share it. Mm. because that's the whole point of a gift when you get given a gift you receive it first for yourself like your your like your music or your painting and then you you naturally give it to others because you want everyone to have the same thing and we all want love we all want to come home we all want to live in a world of peace and harmony and unity where everyone's just nice to each other mm. <laughs> right and everyone's taking responsibility and looking after ourselves and the planet better like we all want that mm. and it is like it is the most counterintuitive in a way because we've been so trained against our intuition to go out there so now you actually have to do the counterintuitive but actually truly intuitive thing which is come back to you turn it on its head and love yourself and if you want help with that look me up (laughs) i love it oh tara well look i would love to have you back because i think there's so many different topics we can unpack together that you know i have fun talking with you rosie you're brilliant well as are you and it's it's such a I feel like it's so activating for people when they hear these kind of conversations because mm. it is filling in the gaps and it is starting to bring this connection between soul and human. But, you know, as you said about the mind, it I think we're both, well, I know we're in agreement that this is not about the mind or the heart. It's about what's leading what. It's and all of it. It's all of it, right. So we're yeah. moving into being heart, well, sovereign beings, soul-led, operating from the heart, allowing the mind and the brain because they're two different things to work in harmony with our highest intentions rather than to antagonize them Mm. and you know whatever whether we use a slightly different language our intentions are are basically the same it's to reunify and that's the beauty of of us all being on this earth at this point right absolutely so let's um let's bring this to a close, but we will make sure that we put all of the, the links of how people can actually find you in the text box for this video. And um I'm excited to say that there are definitely some changes in the star piece world. So I've been hiding, I'm not hiding, but I'm doing things behind the scenes and excited about things that I'll be announcing as we get towards the new year. But particularly for everyone who's in this community, it's about liberating ourselves from our own suffering. It is about seeing where we're stuck in the narratives that we actually want to evolve beyond, that we want to rewrite. And however we go about that, this is the space to be able to enable that. So, you know, if we want to change the collective narrative, we have to change our personal narrative. That's kind of how it works, right? So it all comes back. It's exactly what you just said. It's like revert it, come back to you your vibration shifts and everything around you shifts. That's that's the way that we are knowing and seeing through our own experience that change can happen. You can stabilize in your new frequency and then expand to the next level rather than go up and down, up and down, up and down all the time. Like mm-hmm. a yoga, right? Mm-hmm. Any final thoughts before we say goodbye? No, just peace and love to everybody, really. Just go love yourselves. 
Go love yourselves everywhere you can think of. <laughs> so much love to you, Dara. Thank you, sister. I love you. Love you too. Bye-bye, everybody. See you next week.